0: Okay, yeah, this isn't. Sorry, it's just playing around with this. Okay, so um, we are going to be beginning a series on um, the core values of the church, um, starting with biblical teaching. These questions: Why are we here? What's the point of it all? What is truth? How do I find um, meaning in my life? Um, these are all questions that I've used to start uh, kicking off sermons, and these are the big questions that we uh, that really uh, help us define our lives. Uh, these are the questions that people spend their lives searching for, um, and without meaning without these uh, answers to these questions, we kind of drift through life. Now, some of you uh, know that I, uh, I enjoy playing Dungeons & Dragons, it's a big thing in my life, um, and it's a, it's a role-playing game where you get to play a character, you go and play a fantastical hero, and I saw the question on one of these forums the other day, what is the objective of the game for the players? Well, the interesting thing is that because you are creating a character and you are trying to just play in a fantastical world, uh, the players get to define and explore their own purpose and objective. So they could play uh, an evil character, but usually that doesn't work out well for them because there are consequences to to what you do. what you do in that in that real world, and if it's if it's a realistic world, then there usually are consequences. Uh, so usually people want to play good people and end up playing good people and heroes. Um, uh, otherwise, it doesn't quite work with our own sensibilities. Um, but the reason that people choose for Playing and the objectives they have are obviously as varied as the number of people there are. Um, all of their motivations uh, can be difficult, uh, different, uh, and it's difficult to define what a person's motive uh, and purpose is. As a as a young boy, as a teenager, I kind of uh, drifted through life, um, and. Um, I kind of, um, I just saw, thought, I, I'm going to see how things go, and I just kind of let life carry me along, um, and I didn't really have any purpose or meaning. Now, that changed when I was learning what it meant to be a Christian. I, I learned, um, I, I came to believe in God, uh, God, the, the Christians, when I was 12, And then I actually devoted my life to Christ uh, when I was 15. So the change wasn't sudden, uh, but it was a slow realization that God had a plan for my life and that he had given me purpose. Um, So having finished our sermon series on uh, the Gospel of Mark, we always return at this time to look at the church's core values. They can be found on the church's website. So here, if you've actually done a search, this is, uh, the sermons are a bit out of date and we probably need to put some new pictures up there. But the uh, core values have remained the same. Um, in fact, when I arrived in JB six years ago, I started to look for a church. I did a search online and I found uh, this website. And one look at the core values, and I was convinced that this was probably the church that I would uh, um, I would go to, just because of the concentration here on the Bible. And the reason why I'm speaking about biblical teaching is because that is at the yeah that is the first and the foremost uh, importance here. Um, of course, all of these are important. And I became even more convinced when I found that Pastor a uh, I I came along to a service and found Pastor Craig giving a sermon that was uh, both expository that means opening up the Bible and explaining what the passage is saying uh, and being faithful to the Bible. And this means that what we do here is expository teaching, which means that rather than taking a theme and fitting passages to it, um, we open up the passage and contextually making sure that it's in context we unpack it and see what the passage is actually teaching and applying to our lives now it's a little bit ironic i know it's uh a little bit uh kind of um uh strange that saying that we are now going to do a series of talks on each of these core uh core values and therefore we are doing exactly that, the danger of taking that theme and then uh, fitting passages to it. And there's always the danger that, that yeah, that, uh, that happens whenever we take a theme. So if you disagree with the way that we uh, have contextualized passages or talked about, yeah, passages from the Bible, please come back to us and correct us on that um, and challenge us on that uh, so that we can talk to you about that. Um, so uh, hopefully you, but, uh, you'll get that, but the rest of the year you'll see that what we do is we'll take a passage uh, and unpack it. Uh, the danger of taking a theme is that what we're doing is we're taking our own ideas of what Christianity is and we are then taking passages to match that. And that is the mark of cults and heretical teachers throughout the centuries. Uh, and so please, Please be careful of that, um, and I hope that um, that you are aware of that so uh, before we go on i'm going to uh, going to choose a passage and we're going to use that uh, so uh, if you've got your Bibles or you can look at the screen uh, we're in Matthew thirteen and we're going to be looking at a very familiar passage uh, which is divided into two, uh, going to be divided into two. Um, the parable of the sower. So we, if you've got uh, it on a mobile device, then it, we are looking at the ESV version, uh, but it's here on the screen if you want to read it with me. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. And great crowds gathered about him so that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach, and he told them many things in parables, saying, a went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell among the path, uh, along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much to sow, and immediately they sprang up. But since they, uh, they had no depth of soil, uh, but when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among, the thorns, uh, among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. Jumping down to verse 18. Hear the parable of the sower. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. That is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, that is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself. He endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately falls away as for what was thro- sown among the thorns among thorns this is the one who hears the word but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it pr- proves unfruitful as for what was sown on s- good soil this is the one who hears the word and understands it he indeed bears fruit and yields In one case, a hundredfold, in another, 60, and in another, 30. Let me pray as we go on. Father, let us um, dwell on your word. Try and push aside preconceptions about the passage. Teach us what you have uh, to teach us from this passage. We pray that your spirit is on. yeah you know, uh opening up our hearts and our minds to what you have to say to us help us to grow and change and become more like you in jesus name amen so um the pro- the parable of the sower is probably very very familiar to us it's it's uh, it's a very very common you know, uh, story even among uh, non-christians and primary schools Um, and it is about, uh, how Christians come to be, but I'm going to highlight two things from this passage. Um, the two things are the result and the seed. Now the result is obvious, isn't it? The kingdom of God grows and bears fruit. So each individual person, the seed grows with them, they put down roots, they then bear fruit. And that, bear, that fruit then uh, yields more uh, seed. In one case, a hundredfold, in another case, 60, and in another, 30. That's other people, isn't it? That's the kingdom of God growing um i spoke on the great commission last week and we continue to speak about this the great commission says make disciples of all nations in romans paul says how can they not know sorry how can they know if they have not heard so our purpose is clear isn't it as a body of christ as the body of uh, of, of christ we must go and tell others and that's scary going out and telling others but we are doing it as a body so you are not alone in that something to remember that we are not alone in that work We're yeah we're not all picked to bring thousands to god or the hundredfold um and i'm going to read from 2 timothy 4 I charge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who is the judge of the living and the dead by his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. Well, we recognize that, don't we? Uh, but having itching ears they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions again That should strike true of, of nowadays people Especially with the internet, you know um, People will go and find the group that that uh, matches them and their ideas the most and this is the uh, what people say is the problem with social media people get in a bubble and they only surround themselves with what they want to hear and you know, the people they want to kind of hear teachings from. And they get surprised when things like elections don't go the right way. We had that with Brexit. People uh, were so surprised when Brexit happened because all they heard was no, we don't want to go out of Brexit. No, it's silly to go out of Europe. Um, So people, will find teachers to suit their own passions. So don't be surprised when people switch off and when you are talking about Christianity and it's, this is why it's important to get to know people and we'll turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. We see that the rise of superstition and the rise of myths, um, rise of atheism, and even just agnosticism. I don't care. I don't want to know. I'm happy not knowing and supposedly searching. As for you, always be sober-minded, enduring, uh, endure suffering. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. So it's clear that we're not all called to be an evangelist, but we should also be doing the work of an evangelist being ready in and out of season. That means whenever the opportunity arises, if we can talk, speak about our faith, we should. We are a body uh, called to evangelism. And now what about telling others? What should we tell others? Well, back in the, uh, the parable, that is the seed, isn't it? The word of God. And what is the Word of God? Well, it's the gospel. it's the scripture, it's the Bible. Some of you know that i I've started to listen to more and more podcasts. Uh, I've recommended a good one for quiet time uh, that is John Piper giving very short explanations of a few verses. Uh, most of them are about three minutes, and that's for me that's brilliant. I can do it in the morning, and I usually do two uh, so I get yesterday's again and again I get today's and I listen to that a few times through the day certainly first thing in the morning and then in the evening as I do my exercise. Uh, I've talked about um, listening to a podcast called The Daily uh, the Daily Briefing by Albert Muller and that gives a daily perspective on world events mostly uh, American-centric um, And I do wish you would emphasize a little bit more on loving uh, uh, non-Christians, but it gives you a a really sharp perspective. I'm listening to one called The Pastor's Talk, which talks about church matters. Um, But I tried listening to quite a few different ones. I I listened to um, uh, the – I forget what it is – the – Guys who produced the video, I mean, it's, it's gone from my mind now. And I found it very dry, it's very theological. Uh, it's a little bit too uh, highbrow for me. I tried listening to the, the British um, Christian Premier Radio podcast. Now, this one I found really troubling um, and I found really difficult to listen. Um, part of it was because of some of the people they interviewed. Um, I remember they interviewed a christian druid who tried to match his christian belief with his druidic beliefs and and uh mash those together and they didn't quite mesh um but also the other troubling thing was uh the people who would ring in and give their opinions on things or ask questions um and i found that really troubling uh, and i I don't know whether this uh, sounds as if it comes from a, a place of privilege. I, I really do feel blessed that I have, that my parents brought me up on good teaching in the Bible and that I went to good churches. Um, but it really hurts to listen to people who are so lost. Um, these people who call themselves Christians, these people who are, are, are Christians, and they would. Um, it was clear that they didn't have a firm grounding in the Bible. Uh, they were searching for uh, answers. They were searching for truth. They were searching for, uh, they were so caught up in uh, the confusion. And I think if you, if you listen to what society is saying, uh, and actually society is changing its, you know, uh, its beliefs, almost daily now what what is uh, what is right and good and true according to society Uh, and sadly there are so many conflicting views that they contradict themselves uh, and they cause such confusion in in young people nowadays and I I really feel for people who are just trying to find uh, their way and uh, just trying to find out the truth of things and when I travel and I've talked about this before. When I uh, travel, I like to go to churches wherever I, I travel. I try, yeah, if I'm somewhere on a Sunday, I try and drop into a church. So all over Britain when I traveled. Um, and when I've more recently traveled, I've been traveling over Southeast Asia. Um, I went to a nice evangelical church in Bangkok and in um, in Cambodia. Um, and and sometimes you get great sermons great uh, congregations you can see that they are being well fed um and growing tremendously but sometimes i hear sermons that are sound wonderful um but there is no grounding in the word and when i talk to to people i can again see that they haven't properly been rooted in the bible um now I think uh this is why as a church we insist on good bible teaching and when we're looking for a pastor that is the first thing and the most important thing for me is someone who will faithfully teach the bible um now um i've shared this parable before um and uh, some of you will recognize it. Normally, I talk about four people. That's the one I heard. But this I found this picture on the, bio, uh, on, on the internet. It's got six people. It's about blind men being presented with an elephant and asked to describe the elephant. And they're describing the elephant to each other. And the first one says, uh, well, the elephant is like a giant snake. It's, uh, it's kind of grabbing me and uh, it's leathery um and this blind man has obviously uh, grabbed the elephant's trunk the second one will grab has grabbed the elephant's tusk and says it's hard and sharp like a spear another one grabs uh the uh, the elephant's legs and says it's like a tree trunk another uh, uh says it's large and leathery Thin, like a giant bat. Maybe it's got wings. A fifth one will say, it's like a massive wall, immovable. I'm trying to push it and it's not going anywhere. And the final one will say, it says, it's like a rope. Um, And quite probably says it's quite a bit smelly (laughs) if it's pulling on that end and I probably wouldn't pull too hard. The purpose of this parable is for people who believe in multi-faith partnerships, uh, uh, multi-faith gatherings. And they use it to show that different faiths see a different aspect of God. And they say that each aspect, each uh, way that different faiths see God is valid in its own right. The problem with this parable is that nobody gets a full view of what God is like. And the difference of Christianity, the difference with Christianity than all of those other faiths, is that God has revealed himself to us in his word. He reveals himself to us in his, word, uh, in his word, in the Bible, through the scriptures, he revealed himself to us. And he even comes down in the form of Jesus to speak to us and to teach us. Now, in this context, it would be like if the elephant was a super intelligent elephant who was far brighter and far more capable than any of these uh, blind men. And then he spoke to the blind men, and he was able to describe to the blind men what he was like. He would say that the person who grabbed his ears was wrong. No, I don't fly, but I do have ears that flap and they they cool me down and they are large and leathery. And then the blind men would understand what he was feeling. God has revealed to us himself. Here in Ephesians chapter 1. In him we have redemption through his blood, forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time. To unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. You see, the plan that was started to be laid out through all all the Old Testament, when God did speak to man through different uh, uh, things through the Old Testament, find their fulfillment in Jesus, in Christ. And Jesus says that I am the fulfillment of all of these things. And the fulfillment of all of these things is that redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses. That means that if we accept things, uh, this, and I know that's not always easy and we have a tendency to want to reject it and live for ourselves. If we accept this, then we have a purpose for our lives. We know why we're here, and we know what we're supposed to do. I'm gonna end on one of my memory verses from when I was a university student. Um, I had these cards that had a really good memory verse, and they really stuck with me uh, through uh, through to now. And one of them is 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. This is the ESV version. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. The version I remember is the NIV. All scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. You see, different versions still have the same meaning. It's very, very clear. The Bible is essential, all scripture. And later on, we see that Peter describes Paul's writing as scripture. God-breathed, spirit-inspired. Thoroughly useful for teaching and rebuking and correcting and training. These are the way that we should be talking to one another and talking to each other. Not just teaching and training, but the difficult things as well. And I know these are difficult. Rebuking, reproof here and correcting to thoroughly equip us for God's work. You see, without reading the scripture, without getting good Bible teaching, then we are not being equipped to do God's work, which is every good work. That is an equivalence that is not kind of uh, God's work is good work, but it's not inclusive of everything. That's me being a math geek here now. The only good work is God's work. Now, as I said uh, earlier, I met with the Bible studies uh, study leaders last week, and we should be uh, starting those up again soon. And I really, really do look forward to them. And I really would encourage you to to attend one of those Bible studies. Uh, Do ask me, send me a message or uh, whichever way you can. uh, If you're interested in in joining one, as I said, they're not starting this week. we're going to be trying to together work through Luke's gospel this year. And hopefully we can in, uh, match those up with a little bit of the, the, um, the sermons as well as we get through those. Studying the Bible together is an incredibly important thing. Um, and that's, that's what this sermon is about, getting good Bible teaching. But it also means that we get to know each other as Christians And you'll see some of the other things later on is biblical fellowship. um, And obviously, from a perspective of Christian, love is what we should be sharing. I have been incredibly blessed to host the men's Bible study at my house uh, and get to know the the men through that. I, I don't think I would have... Uh, get to know the men nearly as other men nearly as well if I didn't do that Um, there is the women's Bible study there is the the Monday Bible study I'd like to see kind of more mixed Bible studies opening up and hopefully people who uh, are interested in leading please uh, kind of consider that as well pray about that it would be wonderful if we had some more people who are uh, interested in leading and I think that those bonds of fellowship, grounded in the word, are what make the foundation of any church. And as soon as people come into the, the church, they see that fellowship. They see the, the, the way that we get to know each other. And hopefully they see a different form of love. And they lo- hopefully they long to be part of that. Let me pray as we finish. Father, help us to see the Bible as your way of speaking to us. The way that we can get to know you and your character and uh, love you more. Help us to uh, long to know you more and to love you more and to speak to you. And help us to change and grow as a result of that to become a greater witness for you in this uh, community to our friends and our loved ones. And Lord, we do pray that we can reach out to our friends and loved ones and that you can speak through us. In Jesus' name, amen.